This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the church. My name is Uyan Kim, one of the pastors here. We're so grateful that we can gather to worship and praise our Lord as a family of God. We'll share some updates now and some later on. A couple of things about our senior pastor, Dr. James Howe. He will, as many of you may know by now, will enter his long overdue sabbatical, which was planned for pre-COVID, but then COVID hit, so it's been postponed until now, so he starts that tomorrow. Uh, he also had an unexpected procedure a week and a half ago. Uh, that was not in any way related to his sabbatical, completely unplanned. He's still recovering. It's been a, a longer journey of recovery than, than we had hoped. I saw him yesterday. He had one of the best days yesterday. He sends his love and thanksgiving to you as we continue to pray and send our love to our senior pastor, Dr. Howe. I'm joined by my good friend and colleague, Pastor Nathan. What else is happening? Yeah, church family, it's so good to be here. For those here, those gathering us online, we just want to make sure that we celebrate those who are visiting with us for the first time and to continue to show up. Um, there's a way that you can find the QR code on the back of your bulletin, scan that, let us have some information. We won't bombard you with things, but we want to know that you're folded into this wonderful community. For those who are here in the pews, please find the pew pad register. Let us know how we might be uh, in touch with you as pastors and staff of this church. Um, a fun and exciting thing that was slightly postponed um, is the topping out service of the new building. Um, and that will be next Sunday from 4 to 5. All of this information is in your bulletin, but bear with me. Um, this morning, we have between 8.45 to 10.45, you can go to the basement and you can sign one of the beams. You can offer a prayer. You can put a scripture on there to celebrate what life and hope is coming through this building and that we surround it in prayer and through our life and through our hope um, with and for the community at large. So let us now continue to celebrate and worship God joyfully.
Peters family, one of the foundational statements that we make together is the Apostles' Creed that we are built upon as the church. So let us join together our hearts and our voices as we say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. It is our joyful privilege at this time to invite Caitlin and Matthew Gillette as they bring their son, Henry Weatherford Gillette, for holy baptism. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Friends, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, uh, do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to renounce evil and repent of your sin? If so, say, we do. We do. Uh, do you confess Christ as your Savior, put your trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord? If so, say, we do. We do. And we nurture this child in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and example, he may be guided to accept God's grace for himself, profess his faith openly, and lead a Christian life. If so, say, we will. We will. And will you, the members of Myers Park United Methodist Church, include this family now before you in your care? Will you proclaim the good news and live accordingly to the examples of Christ? Will you surround this family with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their service to others? And will you pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life? If so, let all God's people say, we will. We, we will. will. Let us pray. God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan and the land in which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death, resurrection, to make disciples of all nations. 
Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water, and he who receives it to wash his sin and clothe him in righteousness throughout his life, that dying and being raised in Christ, he may share in the final victory. Amen. Yeah. Henry, Henry Weatherford Gillette baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As Christ's light lives within you, may you continue all the days of your life bringing the light of God into this world. join our hearts as we offer our confession together. Let us pray. Gracious God, forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision, the pain that makes us hide from you, from ourselves, and from those who we love most. Free us from our confusion, heal us from our wounds, resurrect us from our shame, raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. And you will see in your bulletin, Psalm 23, let us continue to unite our hearts and voices together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The New Testament reading is 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with the 19th verse. For one is approved, if mindful of God, he endures pain while suffering unjustly. 
For what credit is it if when you do wrong and are beaten for it, you take it patiently? But if when you do right and suffer for it, you take it patiently, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, no guile was found on his lips. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he trusted to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, we read today, thank you, Chan. We read, Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. This is a pastoral address to the house churches scattered around the five Roman provinces. And uh, they're in the midst, these early Christians, they're in the midst of a whole lot of social tension. Their communities are being provoked because they do not fit into the social norms of their day and they are being in different ways persecuted. And in the midst of all this, First uh, Peter encourages and invites these Christians, uh, especially in times of adversity and slander, to live with holiness, to act that is honorable to Jesus, for Christ has given us the examples of how we ought to act in all circumstances, especially in times of challenges. There is this notion of joy and freedom that follows when we are completely obedient to the ways of God. So just to quickly, uh, many of you may have heard or seen uh, what took place last Sunday at 11 o'clock. About a minute or two into the sermon, we had a protester that came in with a poster and cowbell uh, in the midst of the sanctuary for a few minutes. We're not exactly sure what she was uttering. Uh, this is someone that we have communicated before uh, to no avail. <laughs> One of the uh, following that, several of the folks talked to me and emailed me and said, hey, Uyan, for the first couple of, um, couple of minutes, we actually thought that this was part of your sermon. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I've been a pastor now for 16, going on 17 years. I've never made a promise from the pulpit. I'm going to make you one right now. I promise that I will never hire an angry protester as part of my sermon. <laughs> As it were, she came in, and we did all we could to de-escalate the situation. But she was screaming, shouting at a group of people who gathered for peaceful worship in front of our children who are here to sing before their God, before their family and friends. There was just a lot of profanity, um, and we just simply could not allow her to stay. Otherwise, we would have invited her to stay. We did invite her, so she was escorted out. A couple of things that we, you also need to know, as soon as we recognized what was happening, we were able to identify that she was physically nonviolent. If there was any inkling of violence, specifically involving a weapon, 
there is a panic button that we would have pressed. I would have called EMT, fire department, police officers, and everybody else on the government payroll. Right? But we deemed that that was inappropriate. We also have three police officers on site who roam around to look for different entry points. We have a police officer right now in the narthex looking at what's happening in our sanctuary. Uh, a lot of the safety measures that I'm speaking to you now was in place last Sunday, but we have communicated with, it, with each other so that if there is an unforeseen situation, that the police officers will be in the sanctuary in a matter of seconds, not to escort people away right away, but to make sure that situation de-escalates, that it is safe. And for these things, we give thanks. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. There is no such thing as total security. There is no such thing as absolute safety. And there are ways to attempt to protect the church in such a way that there's no more church to protect. You hear me? Uh, this is the fine line that we all walk not only in our church, but in all manners of life. Uh, some of you said, Uyan, you looked completely unrattled. I was rattled. My son and my wife were sitting in the front row. She was screaming words of hate a foot away from them. We didn't know what was going on. I was... I was rattled. My son cried afterwards, not knowing if it's safe. One of our friends who was also in the junior choir, they've been having nightmares throughout the week. These are not good things. No matter what the person's cause may have been, this is a deeply wounded person who's desperate for attention and whatever the cause she is for has been lost long ago. So we continue to pray for her, but given the nature of what's been happening and because of the nature of her woundedness, our advice is pray, seek to love, and do not respond. That's where we are. The word trigger and trauma have entered my lexicon in the last few years. I didn't know what those were, but it's been come to my attention, and now I hear those words all the time. I think it's good to be in recognition of these things. We certainly do not want to cause any harm to any people intentionally, and if we can help it, even unintentionally, that we seek to be a church that provides space, safe space. But Here's the thing, even at our best, despite all we may or may not do, uh, one could say that from a certain perspective, life is just a one big trigger. It's unavoidable. It's all around us. Can I tell you a secret? I have a lot of triggers. Now that I know what it means, come to find out, oh my gosh, I have a lot of triggers. I have a lot of traumas. It's a miracle that I don't freak out all the time. <laughs> At some point in our communal life, we have come to believe that if we make enough rules and make enough boundaries and punish enough people and canceled enough others, that we can create a world 
without triggers and traumas. It doesn't work. And it's tearing us apart. So how do I function despite all of my triggers without freaking out? So here's, here's the secret. Because all of my traumas that I've incurred over 40 plus years of my life, they're still there. You know that Taco Bell is a trigger for me? Man, you laugh because it's funny, but it's a real thing. Maybe I'll talk about that much later in life. I'm not ready to talk about it now. <laughs> but with all of my triggers, there are other things, other values in my life that have outgrown the sum of all of my triggers. Yeah. Despite seeing the triggers around me, my capacity, my capacity to see God's beauty has outgrown the triggers that I see. I see more beauty. Despite the sins, my sin, the sins in the world, the sins around us, despite all of that, to live into God's fullness of forgiveness has outgrown whatever sins that I can experience. I have doubts about God, but my trust in God has outgrown, outpaced all of my doubts. I have a lot of anger. There are people that I'm still angry with, but despite all of my angers for those people from my past in the present, the capacity to see the image of God in all of God's people and to grow in love with them have outpaced all of my anger. There's sickness and death all around us for those whom we love, for those whom we care for. Despite all the evidence of sins and death, I believe in the resurrection all the more. Despite all of my disappointments that I've ex experienced in my life, I trust and hope, hope that is here. Uh, there are moments perhaps where I may even believe in myself but I gotta tell you, more than I could ever believe in myself, I believe in God and I believe in us. I believe in us, you and me, together. This is God's house, but this is also our home, right? Uh, I've never lived in a single house longer than five years in all of my life. This is more of a home for me than the very place that I lay my head to sleep. And last Sunday, unbeknownst to that particular person, it's as if she barged into my home to scream at my family, my friends, my children, to utter words of so much anger and hate. What would any of you do if that should happen in your homes? I can tell you how our church, people at 11 o'clock, but all of us really in all of our services, I can tell you how we responded. We followed in the steps of Jesus. None of us are perfect. I don't know what people are feeling, but we stayed calm. We chose peace. We prayed for the person for one another we trusted in the people next to each other, 
and we trusted in the same God that we've been worshiping in this space since 1929. That type of response does not happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen because we randomly worship the church one Sunday for a week, for a month, or even a year. That type of collective, graceful response only happens on a long journey of obedience that we've been collectively worshiping here in this space for decades. And out of that faithfulness, we responded in kind together. Together. So I'm grateful for God's presence, and I'm proud of you. Are you hearing me? I'm proud of our church. I'm grateful for the living God who's always with us. A lot of the parents, rightfully so, were concerned about what they saw and heard. My kids learned words that we've not taught them last Sunday, and we are concerned, rightfully concerned for them. But our scripture tells us today that the very curators of our souls is none other than the Good Shepherd. Relinquish those concerns at the feet of God, for God is with us. God is with our young people, our children. In the arms of the Good Shepherd, our souls are guarded. As you have just heard read from Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Who knows what today will hold, what the rest of this day will hold, tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that. Who knows what will be. But regardless of what we may face or see or encounter as the Bible commands us and encourages us to do together, let us all live for righteousness. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us go to God in prayer. God of immense grace and mercy, our hearts rejoice that you love us, all of us, our broken selves, our whole selves, our wounded parts and our complete parts, our silent parts and our loud parts, our weary parts and our energized parts. We rejoice that every part of ourselves, personally and collectively, as our families and our neighbors, that you include us all into your flock. Not only that we are included, that you desire us, that you call us by name, one by one, to participate in your glorious, life-transformative work. Lord, in your mercy. Comforting God, like the good shepherd you are, when we ache, hurt, languish, 
are confused or disturbed, you come quickly and swiftly. So forgive us when we are not aware of your presence in those times and we turn to other ways of handling those situations. Let us be ever more aware of your presence with us that is so quick and swift and tender. So God, come to our sides. Let us recognize that you are in our hearts, in our loved ones' presence, in our friends and in our enemies that they might anguish, and that they might have discomfort mentally, physically, and emotionally, and spiritually. In all those instances, may they know that you are with them. And may we continue to be the body of Christ that shows up with them in those situations. That we as the church are called to participate in showing this presence of you in our world. Lord, in your mercy, healing and present God, we lift to you now our friend, our brother, one of us, Dr. James Howe, as he continues to recover, as he continues to strengthen from his surgery. God, we lift to you him and also his medical care team and Lisa and the rest of the family that he might continue to strengthen day by day. And oh Lord, we also lift to you the family of Peggy Clemens. As she has entered the kingdom triumphant, may her family and their grief celebrate her life, her life eternal with you. Lord, in your mercy. And God of fulfillment, let us once again acknowledge that you are with us, that you fill our hearts, that you are about your work, even when we don't recognize it. Clear our eyes, our hearts, and our ears to more actively participate in your kingdom building so that those whom we encounter will know of your great love every single day. We lift this prayer as a family together, saying our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And church family, as we continue this time of worship, we offer back to God our financial gifts, our resources, our prayers, our presence, our talents, and our witness as well. And it is through your generosity that we are able to make a lasting impact for generations here in Charlotte that folks might know your love, O oh Lord. So let us give generously.
Gracious God, what a joy it is to give unto you. May these gifts lead us into our community for transformational work that we might continue to be faithful to where you lead us, O shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen.
may the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding be abundantly present in and through you. May the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.